Hello, and welcome to another episode of Word Trap with Zoomy. Today is our second recorded episode of Abstinence Chronicle series with Mr. Bashiri Durham of Right Now Occasion. How you doing, Bashiri? I'm doing great. How you doing, Zoomy? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Let's get into it. So Let's do it. <laughs> with today's episode, we're going to touch on the meaning of what abstinence meant to us in our earlier years, what it means to us now, um, some pitfalls and some impediments to abstinence, pros and cons, and we'll wrap it up. So let's start with you, Bashiri. What did it mean to you in the early years? Oh, man. Early years. Well, caveat for me in my early upbringing is... I was raised conservative, Pentecostal, and so and very religious. So um, abstinence in that context was, of course, informed by all those qualities and characteristics that are part and parcel of that kind of an atmosphere. So um, for me, it was it was a strict um, denial, mm. so to speak. And, you know, a lot of loaded terms like denial from the flesh or the world or, you know, carnality. For those listeners who are familiar with that lingo in that context. That's right. So it had a lot to do with um, dying, so to speak. Mm. So that's that's kind of the, uh, you know, the words that come to mind when I think of that term. Uh, through the lens of my past and how I That's first right. was introduced to it. How about you? Well, for me, I, I can definitely relate. It was similar, you know, for me growing up, like you said, holiness Pentecostal. That's what it was. You're not having sex. You abstain from sex. You know, you preserve yourself from marriage. You deny your flesh of the very things that would arouse you to quote unquote sin. Um, and even up until my late 20s that's still how I viewed abstinence like you said just abstaining um, self-denial of sexual pleasures for me mm-hmm. wow similar very similar yeah I don't I don't know I don't know that it was um, all pros though when I think of it in hindsight right I mean because I mean retrospectively it's just it was a very pressurized context mm, and right. so it was it was a lot of um appearances um my mom would always quote that scripture you want to abstain from even the very appearance of evil so yes. it was always yes. yes it was always this 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 high wire act right you're on this right. tight rope and everybody's watching and it's a show and you better not mess up and so there was very little grace for um, the flawedness of the human condition, right? And and if you and if you showed any flawedness, well, then you know immediately you, you you're branded with the term you're a sinner or you're a carnal, right, right. and you got to repent. So it wasn't very liberating from that aspect. I don't and know I, if you had the same kind of experience. Well, I know for me the um, not only just the the whole religion playing a part into the strictness of how we lived our lives for me when I was younger but was also the cultural aspect being Haitian 
You know, mm. you're you're not gonna bring home no children's unwed. You're not gonna be out here just having sex and acting like a quote unquote like my mom would say, Susie. <laughs> you're not mm. a Susie. You're not raising <laughs> no prostitute, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> so for me it was just like, oh my God, for shame. I could never be out here just living out willy nilly, bring home any children at a wedlock, mm. you know. Mm. Mm. So now let me ask you for you um when did your i guess in the context of the present right now when did that definition change for you um very recent these are very recent happenings mm-hmm. as it, i've kind of gone through i'd say um within the span of the last five to eight years just a, a massive overhaul Mm-hmm. of my uh, worldview, my perspective, mm. um, how I view things. And so this lens right now is is ongoing in terms of it uh, being refined and Indeed. kind of sharpened Indeed. so I can see things with a more balanced perspective. Mm. Definitely. And I think for me, like you said, over the years, it's, it's constantly evolving into... Um, the meaning changes as we grow, as we learn more of ourselves and we learn. I know for me right now, what it means to me is abstaining from anything, anything that's not going to produce a fruitful life, whether it's mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, I abstain from those things. Right. You know, so for me, that's the lens and the perspective and the meaning for me right now. Yeah, I think the biggest key for me is transitioning from external approval into an acceptance based solely upon um, how I view myself. Mm. And so the power is now given back to me on this side of the spectrum as opposed to when I was coming up as as a child, teenager, and even a young adult. And even into my adult years, really, um, afraid and needing the approval of outside mm. agencies. Mm. And, and now it's just like, okay, what really matters here is me <laughs> for right, like the right. first time in like ever. And how do I feel about me? And what does abstinence mean for me mm. uh, in terms of what it can lend by way of liberation? Because I think. Prior to where I'm at now, it was, everything was boxed in by, like I said, expectations, by That's fear, right. by appearances, by other people's opinions. And like, like you alluded to, your mom's like, well, I don't, I don't, <laughs> Lord forbid it be said that I'm raising a floozy. And it's, you know, yeah. rather, rather than cultivating an aspect of self-love. I had a lot. I had a lot of self love. I had a lot of self love. Wow, wow. When I when I would get into the spiritual disciplines or the practices, um, it was always from a reference of I'm not good enough. Mm. Um, you know, I'm short here. I'm deficient here. You know, etc. Whereas now the posture with abstinence is, is about uh, self acceptance and, and, and empowerment for me. And I think, like you said, one thing that definitely, and this is a highlight, this is a light bulb, whatever. Mm. As, when you were talking about self-loathing, I was like, whoa, yeah, this is something you're going to have to pen this year, the self-loathe, self-loathe and self-love, those two. Mm. Mm. 
Oh, I can't wait for you to write that. But anyway, I think for me, like you said, it's kind of like a guarding myself love. Like I'm not letting nothing agitate that. So abstinence for me is kind of like a protection. And I think we have um, a conversation about that. You know what I mean? About protecting, about what, how does protection come into this? How does masturbation come into this? Or, you know, just like simple um, ideas we threw out. But um, what do you think were some of your pitfalls um, and impediments I mean, to abstinence? I and think you can focus on past or present. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think in general, we've been kind of flirting with those concepts already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we take in other people's definitions mm. and when we take in other people's um, point of view as a frame of reference for us to kind of use it as a launch pad in a sense, mm. well, then we, we don't really take off. You know right. what I mean? Right. To, right. to stick with the metaphor. Um, we just kind of, we're just kind of floating. It's not like we're going anywhere. There's no real trajectory because mm. we've not developed any sense of who wow. we are wow. as of yet. Wow. So because right. we're not, we're not sure about who we are. Uh, of course, anywhere that we go, so to speak, will always be lost. No matter mm. where we arrive at, because having arrived to whatever the destination we think we want to arrive at, we still know who we are. Wow. Wow. You know. Wow. So who you are plays, and you know, a very um, intricate role in where you are and, and I feel like that's perfectly stated cause like yo as you were saying that I was just thinking in my head I'm like yo anytime 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 that I experienced a pitfall or impediment it was because of not being secure in me or allowing someone else to have more control or more power so that's perfectly stated. But, you know, looking back, you wouldn't think that. You would think, oh, it's because, oh, my flesh is strong. I mean, weak and whatever. Or, you know, I'm weak. But in reality, it's like, no. Am I confident in this step that I'm taking? Am I solidified? And nobody can come and agitate that. But, hmm, that was good. Dude. I remember, that was like, good. I mean, To use another religious phrasing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they had this concept called works righteousness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And I felt like the whole religious enterprise for me, in my experience, was exactly that. Mm-hmm. I never I never developed real spiritual acuity, um, clearness, um, revelation. It was always check marks. What comes wow. to mind is I, I, I wanted to emulate or imitate the the stories in in the bible right so Mm -hmm. one of my favorite characters was dan he went on a 21 day fast Mm -hmm. i felt like oh i need to do that Mm -hmm. to really connect with whatever Mm -hmm. it is so the abstention for me in that sense was um just the check a checklist the check off like i did it so now i have a badge that says i'm super spiritual wow whereas with real spirituality you don't have that almost um, inescapable arrogance exactly. that comes from exactly. that kind of posture. Exactly. Where, you, where it's religiosity, which exactly. takes away from life, mm-hmm. where spirituality is going to 
to you know accent and really help you to um, it goes back to the liberation like you said spirituality is more liberation than slavery yeah well, <laughs> well religion is uh, yeah religion is incarceration right incarceration right you right know what i'm saying and so spirituality is liberation right and, uh i just remember even after all of that nonsense of fasting for 21 days mm. the 22nd day because i had no i really didn't know anything about fasting i binged right on a meal right and messed my stomach up mm. and i think i would have had premarital sex anyway wow wow just to just to relieve some of the tension of trying to be this superhero highlight real version of myself which I really was I didn't have the root to be that person mm. you know I only had the routine I had, ah, had bars, bars I had the root but not the root <laughs> the routine but not the root that's another key yeah man yeah alright so so let's before we you know wrap this up let's give some pros and some cons to the listeners that are, you know, probably might be at this phase of their lives taking this journey of abstinence and might want to know, hey, what are some of the benefits? What are some of the not so good benefits? What do you think? And then I'll definitely piggyback. Oh, yeah. I mean, right off the top, if there's anything that we can control in this life, it has to be self-control. Mm. And so I think what abstinence allows you to do is to um, get power over those things that seem to have power over you, whether right, it be right. a, uh, a habit. And it, it can be any, um, whatever variety of a habit that you feel like mm-hmm. is ruling you, you can dial back and say, wait a minute, I'm bigger than this thing that seems to be holding me. I can hold it or let it go, right. whatever the case may be. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's all, it's all self-actualization for me. Right. That's the pro. I think the con, potentially, the temptation with the human condition as it is was so broken. The con is to become arrogant. Mm. Like, oh, I did this. Mm. I did, oh, you're not meditating this long? Right, like, right. There's always that temptation to posture yourself as the guru. Right. Yeah. Which mean? indicates there's still some form of enslavement or incarceration on your part. Right. Fact. Mm-hmm. And I, I would definitely piggyback and definitely say, um, for me, I don't see where there would be a con only if you don't master the liberation. So for me, the pros is all beautiful because, like you said, anytime you can control yourself, no one has, been, you know, no one else is given the power of control over you. So that's the beautiful thing. Um, and going back to the con is, yes, when you make it become a self-righteous indignation or you feel you're better than someone else because of this path you're taking, you're still not liberated. So it's like, you gotta still go back and fit. You still have to deal with whatever it is that makes you feel that you have to be better than someone else. Where you feel you have to be justified. You have to be validated. You have to step on someone else's net. That becomes the con. But I believe abstinence, like we said, goes back to true liberation of self and freedom. So, right. Yeah. Any closing remarks you want to give to the people before we um, wrap this up? Um, just keeping your mind, it, it's it's not competitive; it's collaborative. Mm. You know, um, and uh, I definitely have seen that 
kind of play out in our relationship mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. whatever insights you have I mean without hesitation you have been able to share and vice versa so it's just hey we're all on the journey but we can help each other That's get right. where we're supposed to get right. and we can do that without feeling threatened or undermined in the ways that somebody else may be um, you know gifted right Right. Because what we don't have, you know, you might have and vice versa. So it's it's about getting there together. Definitely. And because of um, what we talked about today and just focusing on our meaning, past and present, I would say to you, the listener, um, just truly spend time within yourself and find out what excellence means to you. And once you find that and if it moves along the lines and everything that we talked about as far as self-liberation, self-love, self-care self-protection you know you're on the right path and if you're still wrestling with the whole flesh part that's still part of it too but let's continue to evolve on this journey and like Bashiri said there's others around you who are taking the similar path and let's do it together you know you can't do it alone but yeah that's it (laughs) so we thank you again for joining us and we will be working on episode three, not next week, but the following week, episode three will be ready. Every other week, we'll have a new episode for you. So thank you. Stop and see the beautiful poetry around you. And remember, I will be live tomorrow. I have another poetic guest uh, to show. So hopefully you guys will join us on live. If you need anything or have any questions, you know, to hit me up, inbox, um, IG, Facebook, Twitter, it doesn't matter. And also Bashiri as well on right now occasions on every platform. It's the same. And also visit his website if you have any questions. Thank you again for lending us your ears and have a wonderful day. Bashiri, anything? Peace and love, everybody. Peace and love. Until next time. Bye.